0: Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ming. And we're moving along. <music>
1: Everyone, Welcome to our 24th episode. So today we'll talk about a lighter topic, um, our favorite fun thing to talk about, food, um, cooking, all that good stuff. So we're going to um, first talk about our fun segment for today. So we each recorded an ASMR to accentuate our discussion. Um, so could we go around and say what we recorded and Describe what viewers might hear. I mean, listeners might hear in this episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess I'll go first. I recorded a, like, coffee-making ASMR. I actually recorded this, or I made this clip for my class. It was like a media class last, or two semesters ago. So um, I kind of put a lot of work into it. But anyways, it's supposed to be like a person making coffee and then like a coffee shot and then pouring it over like milk and ice and then yeah that's what you'll hear. Um, What about you guys? You wanna explain yours? Um,
2: Yeah so Sally had the the liquid, the mixing that sorted away so I decided to do an ASMR recording of me chopping vegetables. Um, It's something that I do a lot now with cooking at home so I enjoy it. I find it very
1: cathartic and maybe you listeners might find it cathartic as well. Linda. Okay, so if you like home cafe, okay, I really like home cafe videos on like <laughs> YouTube and Instagram. They're really soothing to watch, and I feel like Sally's uh, ASMR really accentuates that. I had a, a very strong reaction because it was so satisfying. <laughs> um, but for my ASMR, okay, it's very like visceral sounding. You guys are probably be like you, <laughs> but it's very like sloshy, mushy. Um, moist. Ew. I really liked it though. <laughs> it's, it's a moist sound, um, but it's making bowel filling. So we're like stirring the raw meat around um, and get it ready for <laughs> for the filling. Um, and then you have to do it pretty fast. So it has that like digestion. Um, what am I saying? Digestion aura that you may or may not experience <laughs> Okay, moving on. I can't (laughs) wait to hear that one. (laughs) So, let's talk about our weekly recap. Um, Yeah, so let's go around and talk about what happened. Yeah, so for me this week,
0: um, I actually started writing down my weekly recap because I can never remember (laughs) (laughs) what happened in my week by the time, like, the week is over, but um, I actually did a lot of cooking adventures this weekend, so right on brand for this topic. Um, I made like Linda, I made baos over the weekend um, and also made taro balls because I was really missing them from Taiwan. Um, the baos turned out really good, but the taro balls, well I made two kinds, like one with taro and one with sweet potato, so they have two different colors, but the taro ones were not QQ at all. <laughs> like They just like dissolved in your mouth when you ate them so it was kind of a fail but um the sweet potato balls were really good they're really qq and i forgot to put sugar in them so that was kind of disappointing <laughs> but it's fine it's really good served with um like a ginger sugar syrup kind of thing so if you ever make tower balls they're really good um and then another thing that happened to me this week is that I finally like they finally confirmed that group B is going back to work um on July twentieth. Wow. So I had to get ready to move to Frederick this wow. weekend and then probably gonna start work on Monday. And I really thought that when I start work I would have like kind of a schedule of what days I would go in because not everyone can go in at once, um, during this time. So I was talking to my mentor and he mentioned that I should just expect to go in like as much as possible and like use all the off hour times and weekends what? to the get weekends? all my training done. <laughs> yeah. Excuse? So I was, I did not see that coming. <laughs> no I should have known because the post back before me, there's no liberal laws here. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to
2: starting work, but I have to, <laughs> have to get ready for it. Is your whole family gonna help you? Like your parents gonna help you move out um, to Frederick?
0: Yeah, I yeah, I guess so. They're gonna help me move my stuff. Um, also, I'm like kind of not looking forward to moving because there's no elevator in there, and I live on the fourth floor. Oh no! <laughs> so I have to carry all my stuff, and there's no furniture in the apartment, so I have to carry your like furniture A up four flights of stairs. Yeah, A four. <laughs> I don't
1: know how it's gonna work. <laughs>
2: that's worse than when linda lived in her freshman year dorm
1: that was pretty bad that was only what two flights yeah Yeah, i only had to move Mm -hmm. in once (laughs) it was the worst also it's gonna be super (laughs) hot too yeah
0: so i really don't know how it's gonna happen and i haven't started packing
2: yeah (laughs) can't wait to hear about that next week (laughs) yeah what about you guys um for me i've been like, literally the same thing. I was trying to, to think of what I would say this week, actually, because it literally sounds like the same exact thing as last week. I have a few job interviews, um, a, like, a few second-round interviews, which is a good sign, um, and so I'm pretty hopeful about that, um, but there's a lot more steps before I can even begin to hope that I'd be hired for this position, so I'm going to hold off on that. Um, that's really all I've been up to, like, in my day-to-day life. Um, something I wanted to talk about really quickly though was, um, so we we talked previously about Jen Im's book club, um, and I've like gone on and off about some of her books. Like some of them I've read, some of them I haven't. But this month um, I'm reading the July book, which is called Circe, and um, I was never really into Greek mythology or anything like that, like myths. But it's actually so good. Like I stay up till maybe like two in the morning each every night, like read because it's a pretty dense book, and I'll read it. Um, the writing is just so like wait what's the story about it sounds interesting so, yeah the plot is basically about um so greek mythology there's this whole like the titans and the oh, gods percy and jackson <laughs> oh okay so you have some background i never read or watched percy jackson so i had no like uh... i knew about zeus and hercules and that was mm-hmm. about it but yeah this talks about cersei and she's uh, one of the titans Um, the god of the sun, his daughter, and he, she's, like, Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the, the ranking, like, no one really likes her that much, and eventually she's, um, exiled to this island, and she's all alone, and at the island, she discovers that she has, like, magical powers, and she can, it's called, like, witchery, and she uses herbs and flowers from the island to craft stuff, um, spells, and so throughout, and of course, she's immortal, so the, Book spans like centuries because she lives that long, like on and on and on. And throughout her life, you meet different people in and out of the story, like Odysseus and some of the other well-known mm-hmm. characters of Greek mythology. Um, and so it's just interesting how she is such a like a... I've never heard about her before. In the book, no one cares about her. But somehow she has a hand in basically everything that happens in these gods' lives. And it's just so interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel for her. And the way the writer writes it, it's just like so i don't know rich the writing Mm -hmm. like wow it's it's great i would recommend it to anyone it's it's pretty long but i'm almost at the end of it so that's what i've been reading staying up late reading about like immortals and (laughs) all their like petty little arguments and stuff like that and it's pretty good so i would recommend it also she's like a strong character that you don't really hear about so recommend but Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i've been up to what about you linda
1: um, that sounds like a really interesting book. I like how they focus on, like, behind-the-scenes characters. I think whenever I yes. watch, like, a show or, like, get into a media thing, like, the side characters always stand out to me more and I'll always be, like, more like mm-hmm. thirsty for more content about the side characters. Like, <laughs> like, the cabbage guy in Avatar or something. And it's nice mm-hmm. that they're telling, like, this person's story that's been overlooked and especially mm-hmm. how, like, i guess greek mythology is super like masculine um mm-hmm. and like a lot of stuff yeah. is, is like overlooked like there's a lot of, like rape culture going on um which like i don't even know like how to explain um but that's actually interesting that you that you said mm-hmm. that because
2: yeah she's someone that who sees these big things that you hear about like Hercules and all this happening and you see it from her perspective and they also do discuss like what it's like to be a woman uh, even a goddess in this time to still be treated in that way um there are a few like a little triggering scenes I would say but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a really great read from her perspective and it's also interesting to just like see how time passes and how being immortal is we always see it as like oh this is such a great thing being mortal living forever but it's actually something she deals with and like hates honestly because wow. you see people come and go and she talks about mortals a lot and how they just their destiny is to die but she doesn't
1: know where she'll end up kind of but yeah <laughs> sorry all right i'm just thinking about it and it's like you're living forever and everyone you know is gonna die and then you just like yeah live past everything oh my god ming um i think we all need to read this book
2: we should have a book club (laughs) report back we'll discuss this (laughs) (laughs) write a book report so are you almost done or yes i i could probably finish tonight if i stayed up till like two again i'll probably finish it honestly because it's gotten to that point where like the plot has picked up so quickly that um there's so many cliffhangers that i just want to finish it at this
1: point so Mm, okay i'll let you know how it is you should drop it off in my mailbox when you're done um but anyway (laughs) okay okay so work has been just like kicking my ass recently i was uh, reading this tweet Mm. where someone's coworker signed off like anyways like their name instead of like sincerely (laughs) their name or and i'm like that's totally (laughs) a work mood that i'm feeling (laughs) um it is getting to like the cyclical like feeling of work that I'm not going to get a summer break anymore. Um, My vacations are like accrued hours. So it's like just planning for that. Um, It's like a super weird feeling. Also, I feel like our discussion last week has activated Vincent because he's been texting me about like being a cog in the machine and all this like depressing shit. But yeah, I do feel like work is just never ending. Like this is what I'm going to be doing for the next 80 years of my life or something. 80. Not eighty because 80. okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How long do you plan on living until Are you immortal? I mean if I say eighty years, and then I'm twenty one now, so I'll live to be at least You're gonna be a hundred you're gonna be working until you're hundred? No, I don't wanna be working until I'm a hundred. Okay, okay. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. It was hyperbole. Anyways.
2: Moving on. Do you at least like what you're doing or is it interesting or stimulating, you know,
1: like Um i like that i'm being productive i think that's like okay so like at best i like what i'm doing but at worst i like that i'm at least doing something you know so like Mm -hmm. yeah also i can't really be complaining when like the world is in a like a terrible economic state um Mm -hmm. so Yes,
0: but you can always like still look for jobs that you're more interested in. I guess mm-hmm. during this time,
1: mm-hmm. I feel like I have a healthy distance with work that I don't put like all my energy into it. Um, and I'm doing stuff mm-hmm. on the side like organizing and writing. Um, that's like productive and creative activities that feel stimulating, and work is just something to like mm-hmm. sustain other activities and. You no know, other relationships that I care about.
2: Mm-hmm. So this is more of like a work to live type of job.
1: Yeah, but it's not like that bad, you know. It's not like survival or anything, you know. <laughs> okay, no, but just like perspective. Um, hmm. I...
0: Alright, so going into this episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite, Like, first we're going to talk about our first favorite food memories, and then we're going to talk about how food um kind of connects us to our culture, and to our family, and then we'll be sharing some stories about our cooking adventures, both in dorm and like in our own houses, and some of our traditions, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's go into <laughs> our first food memories, or our most vivid memories of food um that we think of when we think of our childhood so ming do you want to go first Mm -hmm.
2: okay um yeah i gave him a little preview before this but basically i have a lot of different food memories but i think the one that's always the most visceral and like in my all my senses is from when uh i would used to go camping with my grandparents mostly my grandparents during the summer we would go camping for a few nights and something that i remember very vividly is that since we were little we got to sleep in and so every morning that we would camp i would wake up to the smell and the sound of the coffee you know those they're not old but you know it wasn't a keurig or anything like that those coffee machines that have that like drip drip in that gurgling sound the press oh. No, no. Just like your classic oh. like coffee the machine that you thing. know Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. That Keep like going. S- <laughs> and, like slides in and it it gurgles and so I would wake up to that sound of like the gurgling of the coffee machine and then the smell of it and since we camped in like um sometimes we would do tent camping but most of the time rv camping it was a very small enclosed space so all the smells would like gather and so it was the smell of coffee and then sometimes like bacon and eggs and I would just wake up to that smell and be all warm in my little um sleeping bag and be like wow we're camping. I never got to drink the coffee because I, I was too young for for it, but it was always just like a very um comforting feeling to know that I would be waking up all warm and get to eat this food. So that is a very like pleasant, a very fond memory I have of food. Um, And it I associate it with Summer, my grandparents, and just that whole experience. But yeah, I know Sally has a similar experience because she used to go camping with her family as well.
0: Yeah, so... I guess before I heard your story, I was like, I thought it was only an Asian thing. to like, go all out on (laughs) cooking during camping. Um, But yeah, when I I used to, growing up, I used to go camping with people from my church, like their families as well. So then all the adults, like, I would say like half of the day, they would just spend cooking and preparing dinner. Like once (sighs) you're done with one meal... Like, after a little bit, they're already Mm -hmm. starting to prepare for the next meal. So, like, our whole campaign experience was, like, kind (laughs) of centered around food. But it was really fun. Like, they went all out. They, like, went all out on the desserts. And, like, they brought all this stuff to prepare the food and stuff. So, it was amazing. They even made, like, um, Hong Kong egg waffles. So, they brought the whole grill there. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, (laughs) But besides that, I think my most, like vivid memory of food or um the thing I associate a lot with is like my relatives making food for us growing up so in my family my mom and like my maternal grandmother don't really like cook that much they or they they'll cook like basic food but they don't do any fancy stuff like baking or anything But um, every time we go to New York, all my relatives there, which are on my dad's side of the family, they're really good, really talented at cooking. And they'll do all this kind of, like, crazy, um, they'll do all this dim sum and, like, buns. And um, my grandma used to make um, zhongzi, or in Chinese we call it zhong. Um, So Mm -hmm. every time we went to New York, we had something to bring back, something, like, new to bring back that either my aunts or my grandma made. So that was really nice of them. Um so going even now going to New York a lot of my aunts always give us something to bring back so that's what I am kind of associate with my trips to New York and it's really yeah it was really fun back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Sally <laughs> I like how you brought up Zo <laughs> Go ahead, Ming. Oh, I was just going to say that I think the
2: that food is always, when I think about it, associated with my extended family members. Mm-hmm. Because it's always associated with, like, I only see them for, like, special events or holidays. So, like, my regular family, we cook, like, regular, boring, sometimes yeah. plain meals to just, special. like, eat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that extra step or seeing your family members makes it even more special and often a lot more elaborate food. Mm-hmm. So that's,
1: that's kind of special, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Linda? hmm um, so, I don't have extended family in the States, so I don't get to see them often, but I also associate food with, like, special occasions, like, holidays. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Sally men- mentioned zong are for, like, a specific holiday. I think it's duang wu jie, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, and then the, the um, what are those, tang yuan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are those called? Um, it's, the like, the squishy glutinous balls. Glutinous rice balls. They're for, like, yeah, glu- the <laughs> glutinous <Price> balls rice balls <laughs> for another <laughs> <laughs> holiday um but like i would hate the glutenous rice ball <laughs> so i would also good. hate like, tteokbokki like- <laughs> <laughs> it's so like ugh. like it tastes like tapioca ball. Was like can kind you explain what that is is that the, the one that's
0: wrapped it's, yeah wrapped in bamboo leaves and then they boil oh, it in okay. water for like 8 hours
1: wait is it bamboo leaves yeah for zongzi, i'm pretty sure right okay yeah oh i was thinking of another the thing other, that's um, it's like glutinous rice but it's in like that's a lotus nomi fun leaf. that was really good
0: like
1: yeah it's like no yeah fan. um but yeah but anyways so and for birthdays my mom always makes us noodles and it's like handmade noodles because it's like a tradition that a long noodle is like symbolizing a long life <laughs> and you're supposed <laughs> to eat it on your birthday um so, every so it's year, like, like one noodle oh. in the whole bowl, <laughs> like
0: it's one continuous
1: noodle okay. <laughs> If you go out, like they have places where they can make you one long noodle wow. that fills up a whole bowl, but like we can't be doing that <laughs> in our house. It would take too long. It would be too much work. So it's just like regular noodles, uh. and it's like a very consistent thing growing up. And then my mom would always like hard boil an egg and like write me a message on it and then put it in my bed. (laughs) She used to do this a lot when I was little. And I would wake up and there would be like an egg and then so I don't know how to read but like seeing those eggs like every year I would just like learn to read those egg messages. (laughs) Um and that was all I knew for (laughs) for a while. Does she still do that? It's super cute. Um I think she forgot I think she forgot last year. But she gave it to me downstairs. I think she like didn't put it in my bed. Um But yes, that's like my vivid food memory every year. Um, So we talked a lot about like connection to culture and family. Um, I remember in college, we did a lot of TASA Mm. stuff with food and going to student org events, Um, like Asian orgs, that would always be like the central focal point. Um, Do we have any stories to share around our like experiences when we got older and got to college? Sally you seem to want to say
2: something (laughs) oh I would just say really quick before we talk about like the specific experiences is that we talked about this in the ECC episode but I think I guess we can like talk about this further and discuss it but one of the reasons I think that um food is such a big part of those org events is because I mean everyone loves food and it draws people in but it's also such a easy I mean there you can make the argument a lot of times that food is political, but in this context with the org, it's it's not a political, like explicitly political thing. So it's like something easy that everyone can enjoy and come into it without having a lot of background knowledge. Because I remember, so I guess we are getting into experience, but I remember um, when we went to CSA for the first time, the Chinese (laughs) Student Association, um, we were all really nervous, I guess, because it was our first Asian org or first org on campus kind of and there were a lot of people um, but one of the things that I really liked about it is that they showed this video of them acting out the the myth or the tale of um, moon cross <laughs> right wait was her that girl wait. on the
1: moon <laughs> yeah. what's the
0: name of the I don't remember
2: <laughs> I don't even remember the oh specific gosh. story I just remember seeing how much effort they put into it and then they had a specific event just for this food Mm. this dessert and I was like kind of surprised by that because that was my first exposure to I guess Asian cultural food that sort of thing so that was my first understanding and then from there like then you have other orgs that do like shaved ice for Tasa and (laughs) food is such like an identity thing that these orgs like put
0: out yeah i was going to talk about the shaved ice too so like mm-hmm. i think for all of the intro GPMs for like, d- different clubs they always do some kind of food related thing and you i think it works because i remember when yeah. we were freshmen we were like we wanted to go just for the shaved ice and then yeah. when, we, when it turned out that they wouldn't give us shaved ice till the end we left <laughs> but <laughs> a scam <laughs> but yeah the food really draws people in and um when we like rose in the ranks in tassa and we got to serve the ice the shaved ice that was a really fun experience too like serving people like night market when we would serve people mm-hmm. food i think that was fun it was like more fun to be on the serving end than being on the receiving mm-hmm.
1: end yeah actually yeah. also making it is fun wait did you guys like make tea eggs with us for tassa i think you did i remember I, going for I was to working, fulfill yeah. my jo duties you'll <laughs> explain yeah, that more but there was like a hundred so TX like a Taiwanese American oh a Taiwanese thing and we made it for a fundraiser for testing we talked about it in our first and episode we made, like, were explaining the name we did remember oh
0: we yeah. did yeah I remember you explaining T
1: oh oh because we were gonna call this tea yeah. egg or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay okay
2: but you could like, make all of it yeah uh-huh.
1: yeah we were just making it it was a lot of eggs and then it was a whole process and Having everyone in like one kitchen and making it together Mm -hmm. was like something I only experienced with family to have it like transposed into like with my peers was a cool experience. And I
2: think that's what Sally was kind of getting to when she was talking about how it's more fun to serve it. I think I definitely feel that way too, because it's almost like when you're the one serving the food or the one preparing it with your club members, you're part of that, I guess like Linda said, family or you're more, you feel Mm -hmm, like you're integrated into Mm -hmm. their club. Whereas when you're the one, like the the new freshman or whatever, new to the club, (laughs) like receiving it, it's definitely more of like, you're not as comfortable with the people around you and you're Mm -hmm. just, you're just there for the food. So yeah, being on the other side of it is so much more special, I guess, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And that's probably why we kept going back to volunteer for the night market Mm -hmm. every year too.
2: Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. interesting too, because there's a bunch of events like survive cp you guys volunteered for that one time but i think the thing <laughs> that J. O. we did Duty. keep <laughs> yeah <laughs> but when we were beyond that and like upperclassmen we we did keep coming back to like the food events mm-hmm. and like donating whether it be like dumplings which we can talk about more but we always did that and we we almost thought it was like our little tradition like for us three to make
1: dumplings for tassa mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. even if we got like bossed around by the people <laughs> who rose in rings i feel like we also had fun remember when we like we're serving, like, the rudo rice. oh, mung bean soup, I mean, and then we put it together with the sago soup, <laughs> and it came out pretty well. I'm like, this is so um, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but why did we start with dumplings? I guess dumplings goes back to when we were in high school, maybe. That's definitely a vivid memory I have of, like, part of our friendship story is dumplings <laughs> and folding dumplings, learning how to do that, but I, I don't know who it started with. It was
0: with Linda. It was like the first time I ever went over to Linda's house. And then we were making mm-hmm. dumplings.
2: So that was really...
1: Wait, did you guys come together?
2: I, I don't remember. I, don't I remember know. my very first experience at Linda's place was when she still lived in Greenbelt. And that was for a, a tea ceremony, I think, that I came with and some other people from high school. But I was very shy what? and nervous about it. so I didn't. And I didn't have any involvement in preparing that. So preparing was more of the dumpling thing which i guess later later in high school mm-hmm. but i don't know if sally and i came together no, i don't remember I don't who know. was there to be honest i think we both came separately
0: <laughs> i mean we <laughs> both like wrapped dumplings at linda's house but it was at separate occasions <laughs> mm-hmm. like I different experiences. yeah linda's house is like the mecca <laughs>
2: <laughs> dumpling mecca <laughs> Um, i mean it's it's
1: because i roll the skins and we hand make mm, the skins and the filling so it's like a more like involved process so there's more opportunities for for people to stick their hands in (laughs) Um, yeah
2: Yeah, and your mom has always seemed very like open to us coming in Mm -hmm. even though my folding form is not that great (laughs) she's always like at least when i'm around willing to show it again and again or like make the filling for us and then eventually i think we ended up making our own filling like mm-hmm. as we got older we graduated yeah
0: she no out. longer made it mm-hmm. yeah i think we made it once in the, my apartment in the varsity for night market and then
1: mm-hmm. we
0: do we make mm-hmm. it in linda's place and no i don't think so i
2: don't think so but yeah. i, I so. do remember the time we made it at your place because it was like very it wasn't at your homes, necessarily, with mm-hmm. your parents. It was all, like, us. Like, we went yeah. shopping for the ingredients. Oh, yeah. Um, and we did it all for TASA. It was uh, a lot of
0: work without any, like, yeah, especially adult help.
2: Because the, <laughs> the kitchen, the apartment kitchen is literally just a counter space, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember we were kind of crowded around the bar counter.
1: Um, Wait, but the first yeah. time we made dumplings was before that. Remember when we were in Elkton and we made stuff that was, for we were Night Market? it.
0: In Elkton. We wrapped it at your house.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. we transferred
0: uh, it in a trash oh bag. God, frozen.
2: And we had to, was, like, break them apart.
0: Oh, my God. I would not
2: recommend. That would was not a recommend. terrible experience.
0: And then we, like, found random frozen dumplings in the freezer. And we added them. <laughs> supplemented.
2: To- <laughs> okay, so we, we made the dumplings at Linda's house, like, from scratch. And filled it with the, 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 the mix. Um, but then we ha- needed a way to, like, transport it to school. Because um, they wanted us to bring it to the event like basically heated ready to eat but they were frozen in bags so we had to take them to the dorm basement kitchen and like reheat them and defrost them <laughs> but because I don't know the way we we put them together they were like sticking to each other so we had to really, really carefully like pull them apart without breaking yeah. the skins of the, it was just a mess it was a mess it was a hot mess
0: <laughs> like we start we end up serving dumplings that were like half fallen off of the skin don't say that
1: <laughs> oh man
2: oh. yeah it tastes good though. most of the time it's
1: the same thing whenever
2: yeah. we make dumplings we end up like eating like a third of them <laughs> that's at why least. we had so little left and we had to supplement them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's such a good memory though of like dumplings specifically um like there was a scene in um, Crazy Rich Asians when she takes or Rachel Chews like invited to the family's like dumpling making party mm-hmm. and uh, Nicholas I guess talks about how it's like a very family thing to like learn how to do it and like the little babies are like with their mom doing it too. I think that's that's such a I don't know is that romantic like a romanticized view of it? Like do you guys make it with your family like that? Like I used sit to make down it. like yeah. Back
0: when my grandma made dumplings, um, and when she was like raising me and my sister, she would make it in her house. But no one, like my mom, my dad, literally, they don't make anything that you have to make from hand or you have to ferment or anything. (laughs) So they don't do that stuff.
1: Mm, We make it pretty often. I think it's because my mom's old home, like the northern part, they make it a lot. Um, Mm. But usually I'm still bad at folding it. So I'm responsible for making the skins. And it's like, (laughs) You can let out your your anger on the when you're rolling it on the dough, <laughs> yeah, because it's pretty hard and you're making you're making it a lot, but um, yeah. yeah, it's really fun and it's mm-hmm. like a New Year's oh, thing yeah. too, because in yeah,
0: yeah, Sunny. what you said like that actually reminds me that my family. Um, they always, or I guess it's like a ch- common, like stereotype thing that northerner, like Chinese northerners, um, like dumplings and stuff like that while southerners eat mm-hmm. more noodles. So that's probably why yeah. we don't make that many dumplings because we're more Southern Chinese people. Um, but at me and I think my grandpa both really like dumplings. So they always call us like the northerners,
2: of the family. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, <laughs> that's interesting. Man, I've never heard of that before, but I do know there's like the, the, the different folding of patterns that was kind of surprising to me, I guess. Like, I didn't think there was like one way to make something like an ingredient, but like it was, I was very confused when I saw Sally folding them one way and then Linda <laughs> folding them the other. And I was, at first I was trying to figure out like, which is the <laughs> easiest way to do it without making it look
1: ugly. It's a North versus South.
2: <laughs> is it that way? Or is it more like whatever your family teach? teaches you i it's
0: guess just whatever right? my family does i guess
1: mm. mm-hmm. also sally's like um onion massaging technique i <laughs> oh, thought was pretty yeah. special <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: every time i make dumplings he'll pull out this book and be like you have to do it like this or else it won't be good <laughs> so then i have to massage the onions until they ju- until the juice comes out and then it comes like snot <laughs> you <laughs> but it makes it juicier so
2: yeah well, it is tasty yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that what Lina's mom was doing with the chopsticks and keeping she was talking about like strain it so like the strings of the meat stay together yeah it has to be like well, in one direction remember? yeah because I remember thinking yeah. like it's just stirring, like you're just mixing it. It's like whatever, kinda of just like just to mix. And then she was like, No, you have to use chopsticks and you have to stir in this direction so the strings don't break. And I'm like, What?
1: Okay, I learned the um physics behind this. So the strings hold the dumpling filling together inside the dumpling. So it's like easier to stay together when they're like rolling around in mm-hmm. the water. That makes but, sense. Yeah. I Me, mean, I can't believe you remembered. My mom will yes. be touched. Oh my gosh. <laughs> i
2: remember everything your mom says so i can like store it in my memory for when i go back next time
1: <laughs> we have to have a dumpling by your scallion pancakes <laughs> yeah let's... oh yeah
2: yeah talk about your um, scallion pancake experience scallion pancakes um uh, scallion pancakes have been another thing that's like i don't know which came first for me scallion pancakes or dumplings but it was all goes back to linda because i remember when She's we were the first have one our to make our li- it <laughs> yeah yeah would eat and my lunch we, in high school <laughs> exactly we would have lunches together we just happened to have the same lunch period and then i would see her scallion pancake and be like oh can i have a piece and it was just so tasty to the point where you said that your mom started packing too is that true
1: yeah probably because <laughs> when, whenever she makes it she's like oh it doesn't mean want some because oh i think gosh. she was touched that you liked it which is probably like She's like, "Oh, poor Ming has never had scallion pancakes before." <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, so I have
2: very fond memories of scallion pancakes. Also, that are just very, very tasty and seem like of the recipes that I could look at. It seems like pretty simple. There's only a few ingredients. So this summer, um, I made scallion pancakes on my own for the first time. I was very nervous about it and. I didn't know you were gonna send the picture to your mom. I probably wouldn't have shown you if you if I had known that earlier. But yeah, I was impressed. I thought I did a pretty good job for my first time, so I was happy yeah. with them. It was tasty. apparently
0: you cut the onions too big.
2: Apparently, someone <laughs> told me that. Are you listening? Um, I'm not offended. It's it's good, good, good tip, I guess. But I mean, you can always improve, so. Yeah, I was just happy also, that your mom thought it was
1: good, but what? I think something that did not come from me was hot pot. I feel like that came from mm. Sally's side more. For sure. Which I don't yeah. even know, like, where, like when it started.
0: I think it was high school. It was high school, high school yeah.
2: right? And it was because she had the... The stove. Yeah, the little camper yeah,
0: stove? Yeah, the, like, elect- gas, the stove? gas, like, portable gas stove. Mm-hmm. Um, So I guess it's my family tradition to do hot pot or not just family like my my parents do it with their friends every year um for new years they do hot pot and i think it's that year uh, my parents went to do hot pot and i was like i'm not joining you guys i'm gonna invite my own friends over so then i invite you guys <laughs> and then we did hot pot and then it was such a tradition since then but linda mm-hmm. did you not do hot pot with your like do you not really do that with your family or is it like not common in your
1: family <laughs> yeah it's not common um we have a stove but it's always so much work to do uh-huh. it um uh, but i like doing it because you just sit there and uh, it feels very like wholesome like you're just around a pot that's in front of you mm-hmm. yeah uh, wait Ming, remember the what you brought to the first hot pot <laughs> Uh, what <laughs> <Are> you always <laughs> so the first time i
0: told them to like split up the ingredients each person brings like one type of thing and then i i think i told mm-hmm. ming to bring veggies and she... yeah
2: <laughs> what did you bring i brought Mai? like like iceberg lettuce and spinach maybe <laughs> i just had no idea like she said greens and veggies and i was like okay if this is a soup maybe we'll like swirl some lettuce around. I should have clarified. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had no idea. Cause first of all, like it's interesting to me that watercress specifically is part of hot pot or your family's hot pot, because mm. when I think of watercress, I think of like like watercress sandwiches and like fancy What? What? Like it's a thing, like um I think it's a thing and like my grandma does teas like she likes to host like kind of like English type teas where you have like the little finger sandwiches and stuff and she's told me about like watercress sandwiches and like so you make them into the like the little small finger size sandwiches but in my mind watercress was always associated with like very high class kind (laughs) of like tea and so I would never thought of it being in like hot pot or like a soup I don't know But besides that, yeah, I just had no idea what to bring. So I was very embarrassed when I brought it. And then your mom was like, you guys were like, yeah, thanks, thanks. And then I think like halfway through the night, I went to get something from the fridge and I saw like the vegetables in the back of the fridge. Like not brought out, not washed. And I was like, okay. But now I know, you know. (laughs) It's
0: okay. Now, I think we've got the hot pot game down pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. now we can prepare a hot pot in less, less than 30 minutes, and everything we set up, and then we'll start eating. Really, So, yeah, it's really easy now. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we also – um I like it because most of the time when we have done hot pot, um uh, we've gone shopping for the ingredients, like, together, mm-hmm. or definitely not me alone. So I've always <laughs> went with someone, and it was, like, a nice, like – that's the only time I go to, like, Asian or non-standard, like, Western um, mm. grocery stores. So it's, like, a fun, not a trip, but it's it's interesting to see, like, all the different Excursion. foods that are there. Yeah, <laughs> <Excursion>. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also I don't want to, like, tur- like exoticize too. it, but yeah. What? Yeah. I think it's, like, a New Year's thing, too. Or we usually mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. it around New Year's. Yeah. Also, we're, like, home around winter break, so that's when we go to Sally's house, I guess. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you guys remember that one you, New Year's where we like ate a bubble?
0: Oh my gosh, we did a um, bubble job. bubble <laughs> <laughs> I, we did I know we tried
1: week. to make it. Right? Was it, cause it Yeah, was we made. We tea?
0: tried to make Thai bubble tea, but the Thai okay. tea was too diluted, <laughs> or I don't yeah. know what happened with it. Um, but we still made. We made the bubbles, and we just like ate a bubble each after the That's countdown. That's what we did
2: for our New Year's <laughs> our Instead of a New Year's kiss, we had a New Year's bubble <laughs> shot. <laughs> a singular that was a bubble. Fun,
0: that was a fun New Year's, though. We watched, what, I'm Legend or something like that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like Hot Pot because yeah. it's like you get to sit down and, like, cook the food while talking, so it just makes the mm-hmm. eating experience longer. Because usually when you eat, you just eat, and then you're done, and then you just do what, something else. But you have to sit down at the table, wait for the food to cook, and, like, wait several rounds for the water to boil and the food to cook, so... You're, like, kind of forced to make conversation and stuff.
2: Yeah. I also like the fact that because maybe, I guess, that you're waiting for the food to cook, you don't get as full as fast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you could really – at least I don't get full for a while when eating hot pot, so it really elongates the time that you're there. And like mm-hmm. you said, no one's in a rush yeah. to leave. Yep. Uh, Linda, do you remember – or both of you, do you remember when Hot Pot came under fire? Like, I think it was on Twitter or something. Linda, do you remember what? this? It was, like, what? some, I think it was a white person, but they were, like, a white chef or a white, someone's, like, a article was written about Hot Pot and how someone commented and was, like, wow, this looks so, like, dirty. Because, you know, when you, you cook Hot Pot, you there's, like, separated sides based on, like, I guess spice level most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. I guess the 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 fat maybe f- or from the meat and some of the vegetables it was like all just like in a pot all together and so someone who didn't know what hot pot was were like was talking about how it like looks like that's nasty or like that doesn't look good or something like that <laughs> and then people super... <laughs> came after them like there's so many people came after them defending hot pot and even though I was not raised with it I felt such a like a camaraderie with them because they were all talking like they were all attacking this person talking about how hot pot meant so much to them and how it's part of like their family traditions and like how dare you say that because hot pot is a way that we feed ourselves and like um celebrate each other with food and stuff so i can't believe you don't remember this linda people were very upset about it for like a good internet cycle of like a day or two
1: (laughs) i don't remember but oh. also oh my god do you remember i think it was new year's and i was on duty in my apartment and then you guys came oh, yeah. over yeah for hot pot i think i was like so touched that you like bring the stuff over to my apartment that had nothing in it i remember selling like the literally nothing in it and like <laughs> and like all the equipment and then i think it's like one of my favorite memories in that apartment because wow yeah we wow. had hot pot around like all these places like I don't think we had it at my house, but I think it Sally's was house and always my ha- place, and
2: then mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. one time in your apartment was special because Sally had all the goods. <laughs> That's interesting, <laughs> okay. Linda. Because I, I mean, I had fun. and I remember it, but I don't. I guess I don't think of it as fondly. I guess or as distinctly. Like it was just like another hot pot in my mind, but I guess having it at your place especially it was a, when you couldn't leave yeah it
0: was a change of environment too because we never had it outside
2: of my house mm-hmm. and we had to adapt i think it was also, <laughs> also maybe the one of the first times where william wasn't there oh yeah oh yeah Is that so it was kind of like a little lopsided i also remember like sitting on your ground or yeah. on the couches like crouched around. around like <laughs> the little like um table it was so small but we worked it out
0: also i think i feel like Mm. she didn't have chopsticks there too
2: oh yeah i didn't have chopsticks or i had like one yes we had to go okay we went to jumbo jumbo like (laughs) sally and i trekked and this was in the winter when it was freezing outside we went to jumbo jumbo hoping it wasn't closed and we like took like a whole handful of (laughs) chops thank you jumbo jumbo
1: (laughs) yeah jumbo jumbo
2: They never noticed. Yeah. It's fine. But moving on from Hot Pot, maybe we can go even farther back into our high <laughs> origins, origin The origins <laughs> of our food adventures, I think. Beyond that, for some reason, we started with cake pops. I don't remember why. Maybe you guys remember, but it was a big trend back then. Yeah. But I have so many memories of us, like, failing to make those cake it pops. It started
0: when... Someone pressured me into buying that cake pop maker. Someone. I don't know. It wasn't. It was, you know, it was before that. How did we make it before that? We always had. We,
2: no, we that started is off. That's true. With the Didn't we maker. make some by hand? That was afterwards. I thought it's, we made it by that's hand. That's after the cake pop Ew. maker broke down. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So it started with the, the actual maker that yeah. someone, not we were, us, like, forced walking,
0: to buy. We are in Michael's or AC Moore or something, and then we saw the cake <laughs> pop maker, and someone thought it would be a good idea to make cake pops and then yeah i'm not claiming that yeah and then we started making them the first time was like i don't remember the first time like how was do you remember how it was it
2: yeah i think they were pretty good it must have or been like,
0: good enough we that keep, we, can't, we can't yeah yeah, yeah. We kept like, making would it. We? like at some point we probably could have sold them because we made it so often mm-hmm. but yeah we it was had, pretty frequently yeah we had like all the the candy melts and like all the sprinkles and stuff we were pretty professional. It was fun to decorate. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, I remember when we were, like, in our high decorating phase where we had, like, different colored frosting, and somehow you, like, took the styrofoam blocks that came with – I don't know if it was just in your house or something. It was from, like, a but box. But we, like, poked like, holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We poked holes into it so that the cake pops could stand while drying. And we thought we were, like, was, like super clever makes and, like, energy. Wow, so efficient. <laughs> but, like, the frosting would just drip down, like –
0: Yeah, it was very innovative. Do you you remember when we were
1: in William's house and we baked something? Were that cake pops? And then we had to drive all the stuff over to Sally's house and then finish making cake pops. It was we were at William's house making like cake, it was just regular cake, I think.
2: But he didn't have like a cake pan, so he had to use like something that was not like normal like either it was like a, a like a cookie sheet with like we put aluminum side something like that and then i remember we were trying to figure for like at least 30 minutes of how to turn on his oven like he didn't know how to turn on his oven and the timer so we just stood there like either googling it or like just trying to figure it out on our own but i don't know why we did that honestly i that was it's a repressed. I, I think it was kick pops i remember
0: yeah. we put his like Remember, you know that bag of, like, wafers where it's cut out in a square? It's called, like, quadrino or something? <laughs> yeah. We put those wafers onto the cake pops to decorate.
2: Wait! Wait I remember such... that. Wow, such a throwback. He had so many of those. Yeah. I forgot about that. We were really into decorating them. Yeah, and then we would just, what, like, eat them? <laughs> like, like you said, we never sold them or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I gave a few to family, but... I think we ended up just, like, sitting there eating
0: them. Oh, wait. Actually, I have a story. I don't know if you guys know this, but it was, like, during our uh, – one of my SAT tutor sessions. So, or no. No, it was one of our orgo review sessions. So, me, William, and some other friends were there. And William um, did, like, the whole promposal thing with kick pops for me. Oh, yeah. So that was cute. Oh. Wait, I never saw that. Was it, like, during class or something? No, it was during, like, our – after school hours, like orgo review sessions,
2: huh. I must have gone home. Yeah.
0: No, no, Wait, no! It was like me it was and like were Christine's invited. house. <laughs> yeah, you guys were. Oh, invited.
2: oh, yeah, we were not invited. Mm.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: that was like another kick pop episode.
1: Was it kick pops that we made together? No, he just gave them No, I think
0: to you, I think William like went to Christine's house. Like an hour in advance or something to make the kick pops it was a mess actually because we were doing the review and then someone suddenly was like i have to go to my car or someone's like i have to go to the bathroom or something and then they disappeared for like a while and then <laughs> i was just like okay what's going on and then william and christine disappeared or something and then they came back with kick pops and like a cake so was it
2: pre-planned that he was gonna ask you to prom i think we had like like did an you know that or something yeah we had it we had an agreement oh,
1: okay wait i remember william telling us this though he's like i'm taking sally to prom like before <laughs> sally's mine
2: <laughs> that kind of reminds me though of something that involves food kind of that i'm still touched to like every time i think about it is uh was it it wasn't my 21st birthday but it was my 20th birthday when you guys oh. all surprised me with a cheesecake <laughs>
1: i remember that do you what remember that and i don't remember and it that. Had, like the fire in the hallway and stuff
2: yeah it was christine <laughs> so helped you were christine there. re helped you yeah oh, it was you three and that. christine <laughs> mm-hmm. and i was so touched by that because no one has ever surprised me for my birthday and us three we typically don't do surprises we're just like what Let, let's go wait, out to eat actually, or whatever but
0: we did do surprises back in like freshman year remember we tried to
2: surprise each other with like a balloon or something <laughs> what <laughs> oh wait <laughs> that was like one time when, who was it for i guess linda I right
0: linda yeah we went to like the 20 know. or the Incon shop to like buy a balloon for her and it was like five dollars and with the to it, was it like was like on a stick. no it was one of those helium balloons that they pump helium up for balloons. you and then you don't
2: remember linda i don't um, remember
0: this so much effort. it was so expensive
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait yeah that was before we had given up on like surprises yeah that was before you we um, were trying but,
1: to surprise Maine for your birthday, remember? The cheesecake?
2: Yeah, that was later no, on. No, we
1: had... Wait, what? Huh? Yeah, I think freshman year, because I remember we were in your room setting up decorations, <laughs> and then we had someone, like, distract you. <laughs> um. It was someone
2: random, too. It was yes, like Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> yeah, whoa, I forgot about that. It was, like, random people in my and room So I was like, Happy birthday. It was like, wild thanks. <laughs> And then the decorations like <laughs> stayed in my room for like the next few months or something. Like <laughs> the
0: yeah. balloon slowly deflated. I guess we did
2: put in effort. Yeah, we
0: tried. Only freshman I year though. After we... that, it was. Yeah. I feel like, it... and that's why all huh? the time when it gets to my birthday, you guys just lose all the effort because <laughs> then my birthday okay, is so because... far away from you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, yours is like a whole, literally a year. Like it's another it's year, not... and by that time, it's only half a year, Christmas in has time. happened. You know, the New Year's has happened uh it's too much (laughs) but yeah we we kind of failed you on the birthday part except for your 18th birthday i think that was pretty your
1: ultra bar dramatic
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was a dramatic birthday it was
0: yeah that's a birthday i won't forget i
2: guess (laughs) yeah you can definitely say that but yeah we definitely got tired as time went on and also i feel like we just don't need like physical surprises anymore yeah just time together especially because like as we got older and like got busy with classes and other work and stuff like that even spending time together like for a meal was kind of like hard to arrange so it kind of meant a lot oh, so i guess again funny. food
1: comes back to it where <laughs> we gather around food to eat yeah mm-hmm. oh wait sally i was so touched when you ordered me hello fresh because oh, yeah. you didn't Aww. give me any warning that it was coming and then they called me. They were like, "There's an urgent package <laughs> for you at the desk, <laughs> urgent." Because <laughs> it was like perishable, so I had to go get mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. immediately.
0: I was worried and that sadly, you... I don't think you ever came. Yeah, I never got to experience it. I don't know why.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I think it was was it sophomore? Soft... No, it was junior. Junior, because yeah, I yeah, I she the apartment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because
1: HelloFresh was a
2: whole phase though for Linda.
1: Yeah. Did you? You tapped yeah, order it was really afterwards, easy. right? Because I got, like, that discount. I think I scammed them for <laughs> a long time.
2: <laughs> but
1: it's Before like really they got nice smart with me. In your apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Mane came over and made stuff. And I think Halo was there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, HelloFresh
2: is so nice. Like, like, not even, like, trying to get a sponsorship <laughs> or anything. Just, like, the idea of it is nice. Is that yeah. you have everything there already. And I also like it because it's, like, recipes we wouldn't even think about making
0: yeah that's the part i like so. it about it the most because when you're cooking when you're living on your own you always gravitate towards the same things for cooking but HelloFresh mm-hmm. makes it so easy to cook something else even though i've never used HelloFresh,
2: but in my mind <laughs> <laughs> would you have used it for when you were living in your apartment for a semester because um, i remember I you would, I would cook a yeah. lot actually
0: I think I would have, but my parents always gave me a bunch of ingredients to cook with, so I had to mm-hmm. use those first. But I think maybe when I move out to Frederick, I might try it again. <laughs> it might be fun.
2: Maybe we'll gift you a box, or maybe we'll get sponsored. <laughs> <So. laughs> HelloFresh, are you listening? Who knows? Yeah, I ended up giving my mom a like a a few boxes of HelloFresh for like as a Christmas present because it's something that we've talked. I, I've mentioned it like, oh, Lynn and I made like this recipe at school. And she's like, that sounds cool. And g- having the ingredients and all that ease, like already the convenience of it. Mm-hmm. So she really liked it. But then, of course, like I said earlier in our, another episode, that scam happened and then she never got it. The rest <laughs> of it so. Wait, so you never um, even got the yeah. first box? No, she did. She got like two. Like I paid oh, for okay. maybe three or three. I paid for three boxes. And then there was supposed to be a fourth one. But then the scam thing happened, and then I never got the fourth one. So, hmm. yeah, interesting. Maybe I'll do it again next year to make up for it. I don't know. <laughs> but food is always an easy gift. It seems like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: as long as mm-hmm. no one's allergic, like,
1: especially yeah. if you get it... all like the, mm-hmm. all like the social situations. I think this goes back more to eating. But we would order Domino's and just stay mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that we got from the. 24 shop in the Incon. i think yeah. i remember like the snacks that i remember you all get me like, i remember getting around. like easy mac of ming when we would study late mm. or
2: something
0: it was as a treat for ourselves <laughs> a
2: treat treat and, like, yourself ramen. moment that happened yeah. like every night
0: <laughs> oh and the ben and jerry's uh, ice cream mm. that you get
2: mm-hmm. and they would stay in your fridge something <laughs> that i remember i don't know if you remember this sally but after I guess this was sophomore or junior year when you worked at the front desk. Mm -hmm. And after TASA, the way that I could get you to come to TASA with me is that I said like, oh, when we go back to your desk and you have to work, we'll order Thai food together. Oh my gosh. Do you remember (laughs) that? Yeah, I remember that. So we did it for like a few weeks where we would like swap on and off who paid for it. And we would always get the same thing. And it was always just like a really nice thing to look forward to like after Mm -hmm. the stress of TASA. (laughs) you'd be like okay after this gbm we can go and eat our thai food that was really fun
0: i like that tradition but i don't know why we mm. stopped i guess our wallets could not keep up
2: yeah it was kind of a pricey yeah. tradition to have a weekly uber eats or whatever of thai food but i i don't know i really enjoyed that time and it was also like a way to ensure this sounds really creepy but a way to ensure that like we'd hang out afterwards so it wasn't just like going to the meeting and then like dip mm-hmm. on our own path but yeah. yeah food yeah, is part of so much of our life especially in college mm-hmm. when we had that freedom when it wasn't anymore just like yeah. oh what our family cooks yeah. suddenly
0: mm-hmm. we had a lot yeah. of good memories at the diner too like with the waffle mm-hmm. and ice cream and mm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's guys... good
1: memory i have oh we so stealing that. the yeah. tomatoes <laughs> oh that was good let's, let's talk about that
0: we we expose yourself tried to make tomato and egg in our dorm which dorm was it did we already talk about this before i don't know maybe i
1: blacked out this i don't know but
0: (laughs) we tried to make like tomato and egg and we had none of the ingredients because we were living in the dorms on the meal plan so we had to steal like tomatoes and eggs from no we bought eggs from like one of the stores on campus and then we stole tomatoes from the diner (laughs) and then we like how do we make it I think we just, like, checked out a pot from the front desk and then made mm-hmm. it on the stovetop in some dorm.
1: Oh, yeah. We had to check out a pot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember Did we checked it out. Did you sneak it out? The tomato?
2: The food, yeah. No, we, we ate it in the dorm. No, like, the ingredients. Did you sneak out the ingredients, like, in your oh, bag? Yeah. It was just tomato.
0: I think we, like, wrapped oh. it up and put it in our bag or something. <laughs> And, like, a napkin? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it was cut tomato, too, because yeah. it was from the salad bar, right? Yeah. I think it was, like, cherry tomatoes, too. It wasn't even real tomato, like, a big tomato.
1: Oh, yeah, it was cherry tomatoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we were desperate for tomato and egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I tomato don't... and egg is another thing.
0: Mm-hmm. We make it a lot. I think in
2: Linda's apartment, we made it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I also remember when we would sleep over at your house, Sally... Like, in the mornings, we would wake up a little late or, like, past when your mom most of the time would make breakfast. So, mm-hmm. I have this one memory. We we woke up, and we were still a little sleepy, and you made us tomato and egg. And I was so, like, excited for it. I could feel, like, in my memory, I was, like, almost drooling for it. I don't know why. <laughs> it just smelled so good. And, like, we would stand over the walk waiting
1: for you to, like, finish. <laughs> Are you making tomato and egg by yourself recently? <laughs>
2: yes I feel like a child being (laughs) pregnant but yeah it's actually become one of our actually one of our my family staples because they Mm. like it a lot too so sometimes my sister will be like okay I'm gonna make tomato and egg oh she makes it now too? wow yeah because I I mean I make it when I'm like hungry for it but then she wanted me to make it one day I was like no like you saw me make it you make it yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so now whenever anyone is in the mood for it, they just kind of make it, like, whenever. So, yeah, it's definitely become a thing, um, especially now because we have that rice cooker. Like, we just put it together, you know? Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Even though we treat it like a – not like a special thing, but like, oh, we're going to make tomato egg. But I know for, like, most Asian people, it's just, like, the most simplest recipe ever. Even though <laughs> it's simple, things. it's still, like, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite um... – menus,
0: I guess, for dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents don't even make it that Mm -hmm. much because, I guess, my sister doesn't like tomatoes. She's so annoying. (sighs) So she doesn't (laughs) eat it, so they only make it once in a while. But every time they make it, it's really special for me, even though it's so simple.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, Ming, your name is in my phone is still Mingpo Tofu. (laughs) What? I think it's because... (laughs) You, you used to talk to me all the time about mapo tofu and how oh, it was yeah. so good <laughs> and... i didn't know that was my name though okay i didn't know either until i was looking at a google calendar and it like populates mapo tofu <laughs> to like your email and like your like calendar stuff too oh my gosh yeah that
2: was a i remember i went through that phase where i really liked that dish because i for the longest time i thought i didn't like tofu like, I was so against it. Even when I had it with you guys, the texture would, like, throw me off. But then I had that dish one day at a restaurant, and I was like, wow, like, this changes everything. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know why. It was, like, maybe the meat with it and the seasoning, but then I always thought that was, like, a good fallback for me to order or something I knew that I could order from an, a Chinese restaurant and be like, oh, I like this. So I definitely had that whole phase of it. And now I love tofu, so.
0: Remember when you got mapo tofu at that toilet restaurant, though? <laughs>
2: okay we all made taiwan. bad okay the, the mistake was going to the restaurant in the first place Sally. <laughs> wait what did, you guys got like a curry or something right yeah, yeah something it wasn't normal. that good either okay so this was yeah. the toilet restaurant in taiwan like taipei that it's more just like for the the novelty of it Aesthetic. of like oh it yeah. decorated in toilets like you eat out of a big toilet bowl <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds nasty now. when think about it. But we just wanted to go, you know, be tourists or whatever. And so it it serves food, and then all the food came out, and we're very disappointed, like very very underwhelmed. Especially because Mapo tofu, I don't think you should get it at a toilet restaurant. Just okay, you know, just the visuals. The visuals
1: of it. are no joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also the curry, the brown curry, that yeah. was no joke either. <laughs>
2: Maybe they intentionally only, like, the menu was mostly curries, I think, or, like, very soupy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we could, I mean, I definitely know we talked about uh, Taiwanese food in our other Taiwan episodes, but, yeah, that's a whole thing, too. Mm -hmm. The night markets, I
0: think the night markets were a really, like, fun, like, experience. And another example of how food can be such a cool connection to culture and, like, friends and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Because even if you don't, like, get anything from the stalls, I don't think we got much food from the stalls, honestly. But just yeah. walking through the market was really fun. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. sh- pushing past all the past all those people and, like, trying to find each other in the crowd.
2: <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a whole experience. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, also, the thing about night markets is that they're, like, so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Just, like, even within Taiwan itself, like, rather than going to a restaurant, you could go to the night market and get so much food for so cheap. So it's so like accessible, all this just food being set up. Like all you have to do is walk through crowds for it. So yeah, that is one of, probably one of my top memories of not even Taiwan, but like my life. (laughs) 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 Food is
0: life, man. That's true. I don't understand people who don't, who eat food just to sustain their life. Like how do you not find pleasure from eating food? hmm
1: okay i hear that but also it's like you have to cook it and it's like why do i have to feed myself every day i I wish we
2: could just like have food populate in
1: front of us
2: (laughs) we just like i guess that's basically what a night market is honestly maybe that's why we like it so much it It just pops up at night and then but it kind of low-key reminds me of i recently watched ratatouille because we got disney plus (laughs) and it's like One of my favorite childhood movies, and just the animation and everything is so good, but it's all about, like, anyone can be a chef and anyone could cook, and he has this argument with his brother about, like, his brother is a rat that that just, like, eats to eat, eats to survive, will eat trash and whatever, Mm -hmm. and Remy is trying to explain, like, (laughs) oh, the delicate cheese and the way it works with the fruit and the wine, and, like, there's all these colorful animations, and the brother's just like, yeah, like it tastes like food so i can't imagine being the brother and not understanding that the flavor
1: watching mountain girl has made me so appreciative of the food that we have just oh. seeing it like from a seed <laughs> leads to the see. to the plant mm-hmm. yeah to see. yeah i really like
0: how she like actually films like she'll be making i don't know some she'll make, be making something that uses egg and then she'll start from the chicken that hatches the egg like
2: that's <laughs> right what... yeah yeah <laughs> i'm always amazed by that it, which is interesting because i guess as people living in america like that's such a novel idea or at least in like urban areas of america seeing like oh yeah like eggs come from chicken and chicken comes from chicken mm-hmm. and but it is kind of a crazy idea to think about that and it's something i read a book uh, like a month ago called the Omnivore's dilemma and it's all about like where our food is coming from and how america has become overprocessed and all of that and all of that mm-hmm. and he talks about like going to this farm in virginia where you literally see everything happen in a life cycle like you see the chicken and the egg and then killing the chicken and then like everything composting all together and mm-hmm. it's just like what a what a great life that would be but obviously not everyone can live on a self-sustaining farm in virginia <laughs> yeah
1: Mm -hmm. but it's like a
2: nice imagery i guess that i guess maybe shopping at whole foods will kind of (laughs) achieve i don't know (laughs) maybe i'll raise my own chickens who knows yeah
1: but yeah i like the farm-to-table concept and founding farmers i don't know why i thought of it it's not farm-to-table at all but it's still really good that's
2: their whole concept it's farm-to-table founding farmers the farmers yeah Those types of restaurants that are kind of seen as more, like, higher, not maybe not higher-end, but, like, definitely pricier yeah. of um, a way to eat is, like, something that if I was, like, fully comfortable with my income and stuff like that, I would definitely try to strive towards. Mm
1: -hmm. Because
2: it is nice to know where your food comes from. Like, I like now that some of the, um, not even just restaurants, like, fancy restaurants, but some of the more basic restaurants on their menu, they'll be like, oh, this is where you're food was harvested from or something like that or Mm -hmm. in grocery stores at mom's i really like that a lot the mom's organic um grocery store you can see like where your vegetables are coming from and stuff so Mm
1: -hmm. also it's not the same thing but when you go to dairy one and then you you see the guy like (laughs) pounding the noodles making the noodles yeah like that's my noodle (laughs)
2: Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed this very delicious conversation about food and the role it's played in our lives, in our friendships, and with our families. Um, I think everyone can relate to how we enjoy food, and um, especially after a few heavier episodes about um, jobs and careers, we wanted to record this one as like a lighter one that like everyone could enjoy listening to. So we hope you enjoyed it.
1: Check out our website at movingalongpod.com, where you can find all of our episodes and show notes with links. And if you like this episode, follow us on Instagram at movingalongpod and
0: rate or review us on Apple Podcasts.
2: Until next time.
0: Bye. Bye.